This is Inside Indiana Business Radio for the afternoon of Thursday, January 4th, 2024. I'm Kate Sharon. Indianapolis-based Eli Lilly and Company said Thursday that it has launched Lilly Direct, an online service that will offer direct home delivery of Lilly's obesity, migraine, and diabetes medications. Lilly said the service will also provide disease management resources and help connect patients to independent telehealth providers who can, quote, complement a patient's current primary care team or be an alternate to in-person care for certain conditions. Speaking on the Today Show, CEO Dave Ricks said patients will be connected with an independent telehealth provider who can provide a prescription. It's a critical part of how the site works. These drugs need to be used under the supervision of a physician, and we're just offering more choice in that regard. This is about patient success. Our sales will be the same either way, whether we sell it to uh, CVS or Walgreens or sell it on our website. Lilly said obtaining medications directly will allow patients to, quote, easily access Lilly's affordability solutions and savings card opportunities, which are automatically applied for patients who qualify. The company said the medications will be shipped without charges. Lilly's shares were up 1.7% in the morning trading to $628.04 per share after hitting a record high of $631.18 earlier Thursday. A new Ball State University study indicates that substantial gaps exist in academic performance between students enrolled in the state's smallest school districts and their peers who attend larger districts. Students enrolled in school districts with less than 2,000 students scored lower on state standardized exams and lacked the same amount of access to high-level courses, according to a news release highlighting the results of the report by Ball State University's Center for Business and Economic Research. The report, commissioned by the Indiana Chamber of Commerce, also notes less college preparation and lower college enrollment rates. A seventh House member announced he will not seek re-election in the fall, joining the growing list of House members opting to pursue other opportunities. Evansville Representative Ryan Hatfield, a Democrat, announced Thursday he will run for Vanderburg County Circuit Court judge, making 2024 his last session after seven years in the General Assembly. Prior to his State House tenure, Hatfield was a Vanderburg County deputy prosecutor and secured one of Indiana's first convictions alleging Munchausen syndrome by proxy, now known as fictitious disorder imposed on another, a disorder in which a caregiver acts as if an individual they are caring for has a serious illness when the person is not really sick. From the number one source for Indiana Business News, this is Inside Indiana Business Radio. Whether it's a new hire or a noteworthy promotion, IIB's Big Wigs and New Gigs serves as a platform to promote your team. Our revamped offering includes being featured on both the newly redesigned newsletter and at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Subscribers to the Business News subscription save $10 off every listing, plus you can save $100 by bundling your submission to IIB with the Indianapolis Business Journal or the Indiana Lawyer. More at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. The board of directors for Indianapolis-based Elements Financial Federal Credit Union has named John Husing interim CEO, the credit union announced this week. Husing is a member of the Elements board and most recently served as vice president and treasurer at Indiana University Health. Husing succeeds Whitney Anderson, who resigned from the position in late 2023 to pursue new opportunities. 
Maryville-based investment advisory firm Strategic IQ Financial Group LLC has been acquired by Waverly Advisors LLC in Alabama, the companies announced Wednesday. While financial terms are not being disclosed, Waverly said the acquisition increases its assets under management by $1.5 billion. Waverly said the acquisition is its largest transaction since it initiated an M&A-focused growth strategy in 2021. The firm made seven acquisitions in 2023. A proposed bill would restrict the power to approve and oversee new charter schools in Indianapolis to two government authorizers, the Indiana Charter School Board and the Indianapolis Charter School Board. Under the legislation pitched by Democratic State Senator Andrea Hunley, a former Indianapolis public schools principal, several other authorizers that are active in the state would no longer be allowed to approve charter schools in Marion County. Authorizers are institutions that have the power to approve or reject charters for new schools and provide oversight that an elected school board would for traditional public schools. In Indiana, they can be tied to school boards, the state, and Indianapolis charter boards, or certain universities. Indiana University NIL collectives Hoosiers Connect and Hoosiers for Good have fundraised over $2 million through its In for Indiana campaign after an anonymous donor matched $1 million of contributions. The collective's goal was to raise at least $1 million from November 14th through December 31st, knowing those contributions would double from the donor's match. The push's launch November 14th resulted in $500,000 raised from 641 people in less than 48 hours. The money funneled through the not-for-profit collective pays IU student-athletes and supports local charities. Donors can decide to support a specific team or sign up for recurring donations, which are tax-deductible. The new season of the Business and Beyond podcast with Gary Dick, presented by PNC, begins next week. Until then, catch up on the latest episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Kate Sharon for Inside Indiana Business, radio on demand.